0: Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of the Back to the TARDIS podcast, the podcast where we take a look at every single episode of the 2005 revival of BBC's Doctor Who. I'm Jeff.
1: I'm Skylar.
0: And I'm Amber. And this week, we are discussing Series 6, Episodes 1 and 2, The Impossible Astronaut and Day of the Moon. This is the first uh two-part uh like season opener i think since like the 80s um first one in new who yeah first one in new who and i think also the first time they actually went to for real america instead of just like shooting in like a car park somewhere and being like it's america guys guys. (laughs) literally fun fact like the 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 scenes that they shot at like supposedly like the base of the statue of liberty were a fucking like car park that they were like hey this looks like the base of the statue of liberty and you don't they don't it like it's big enough that you don't have to see the actual statue part so you it fools you
2: yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. if i remember correctly they, they they went on like a road trip around the u.s doing all the scenes for this or doing all the the american episodes for this season because there's a few i think
0: yeah
1: yeah they go to everywhere except i think river is supposed to be in new york and they didn't actually do that they yeah they went to some british city for that but like basically everywhere else is an actual american landscape you can tell doctor who is like just blowing up in terms of like popularity and budget that they're able to do that
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i well i wasn't i think this is a couple years before we got into it, but I remember seeing the stuff afterwards. Like, shit was huge. Like, people were so hyped in the U.S. Yeah. This was, like, this was peak Tumblr era, like, 20, 2011 yeah, to 2013. Yeah. Like, everyone on Tumblr is obsessed with Doctor peak, Who and everyone peak, just, like, coming peak. out and being the like, holy it ever shit, got it's here. Matt Smith. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm.
1: Peak peak Jasmine entertainment.
2: <laughs> yeah so true
1: yeah
0: um so yeah uh so we start off with uh you know this is like I feel like when I think about like uh like single scene of like them going a little bit too hard in the like, ha, he's unaware horny eleven. It's this specific scene at the very start of the episode.
1: It it started out rough <laughs> for me.
0: Like, uh How does um, oh, wait, how
2: does the first episode start again? I, I can't remember. It, it, it's the
0: one where he's in like I'm assuming, like, 16th century Britain and he's hitting oh, up someone's yeah. dress. Yeah, that scene like, was definitely on,
2: very, man. like, come on. That was a very Moffat scene. I I think yeah. the whole sequence after that is fine, though. Like, that yeah. specific yeah. bit yeah. was a little eh. But, like, after that, I thought that the sequence was very fun. Yeah, There's a
1: lot of little moments throughout that where I'm just like, okay, in series five, you get a little bit, you get some moments of 11 horny and 11 is is the guy who River just, like, steps on. But there were just, like, multiple of that through, the, through this arc. Even though I like it, I was just like, oh, man, we're in for a rough series.
0: Yeah. Definitely. It's like, yeah. Okay, I'm um, just going to say
2: right off the bat, we really like this two-parter, and we're probably going to give it a very high score.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's bad. I have issues with it, but it's fine
1: yeah same here it was never like i never had a bad time there were just moments where i was just like okay this isn't working for me and there were other moments that said this is setting something up that could be really cool and then in my head i'm like wait a second we know how that ends up and it's not cool yeah (laughs) but like overall like just this story is it's a very strong opener to a series like a very strong opener
0: yeah um So, yeah, uh, Amy and Rory get a letter uh, in an envelope that's TARDIS Blue, inviting them to go to Utah. Uh, They meet up with River there, uh, as well as the doctor, um, who's wearing a hat, which is then, of course, immediately destroyed because Matt is not allowed to keep a hat ever. Based. Um.
2: Uh, yeah that was definitely one of the very step on me mommy yeah, yeah. She
0: no this. there's like there's one point where they just actually start like hard flirting in a way that is like just barely scraping the boundaries of what is allowed like it's I, I think yeah it's in the second part right before the, the gunfight breaks out and it's just like Okay, calm down there a little.
1: <laughs> um... You know, I had a brain blast the other day while I was thinking about this series, and I was like, uh-huh. you know what could have worked, like, for giving River Song more time, just River Song and the Doctor more time without sacrificing Amy and Rory? Like, just alternate universe picture instead of the 10 specials like you have the 10 specials but then you also have just adventures with him and river Mm -hmm. i feel like that just fills out the character because i don't know we see we see her in series five but then all of a sudden we get her here and it's like even when the doctor isn't like the future version that gets killed spoiler alert um it's just it's a lot
0: (laughs) yeah I definitely see that.
2: Um I definitely like the setup. Like the the premise of this story is very good. Yeah. I yeah. I I know it goes off the rails later in the season, but if you're just taking it as this, I really like this episode. And I you know, we remember these this two parter very well, and I, I this reminded me why, because it's it's just a very good two parter.
1: Mm-hmm. Not to be very like Tumblr on main, but it is like unironically, it is kind of iconic. Just the imagery, yeah, used in a lot of going to America for the first time, the astronaut, um, the actor from Supernatural that I can never remember his name. I um, think he was in
0: Firefly too. Yes, uh, just, I think his name's like Mark Shepherd or something.
1: Yes, that's it. Um, yeah, there's there's just a lot here that's that's good, despite everything that comes later.
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, uh they, uh the doctor also mentions that he's eleven hundred and three and Amy's like, Well you were nine hundred and eight last time we saw you and I'm just thinking, Oh boy, just wait until we get to fucking twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's technically like four billion years old if you think about it. Yeah, and I don't
2: then... count that though because it was like it was different versions.
1: Eh, yeah. Um. Obligatory timeless child reference. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 um. Still haven't seen the episode. <laughs> good. Enjoy. Enjoy your uh position while uh well. I can't really say well it lasts Um, yeah Uh, so uh, he mentions the moon landings in 1969 and then there's the astronaut that comes out of the lake and it's like yeah the doctor's dead which I don't know even when I was a kid I kind of felt like well no he isn't you can't convince me that he isn't and the arc is going to be how does he get out of it not how does he die yeah gonna... i mean
2: it's kind it is definitely like a little <laughs> unbelievable like yeah for sure you're like okay how's he gonna get out of this but at the same time i feel like establishing something like that it's not too yeah. bad i mean it's a little annoying but it doesn't really detract too much for us I'd say. and
0: also i think that well there's two things one The fact that I do have the knowledge of hindsight and I do know that the answer to how he gets out of it is fucking stupid. And the second thing is that I feel like it should have been more of an arc presence as opposed to just, yeah, he dies at the beginning of the season and there's silence presence in the mid-series finale and then in the actual series finale. Like, it feels like it needed more serialization than it got. Because having watched some more of Series 6 at this point already, like, they kind of just fucking forget about it until the end of the series, basically. And even, like, they do the same with with, uh, River Song and Amy and Rory's Child, where they're like, hey, she's missing and we can't find her. And then Let's Kill Hitler happens, and then we don't talk about that at all. And then after that, they just don't, like, it's not brought up.
1: Yeah, yeah, i say, I'll give Series 7 some credit, some, in that in the very first episode, they try to kind of address some of that trauma, because this is a really traumatic series. Yeah, but Asylum of the
0: Daleks also fucking
1: sucks. Hey, hey, I didn't say they addressed it well, I said they addressed <laughs> it. Um, point being, yeah, I agree, there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of setup, and what i and again there's some seeds that are planted so well with like the doctor the past doctor being like immediately suspicious of what's going on in my opinion he should know that he's like gonna die right from the get-go don't have the companions tell him but have him be smart enough to figure that out they kind of go halfway with it where he realizes something is up we're getting too ahead again but yeah there's just there's a lot of moffat being like oh, look, I'm so clever laying all these seeds here. And for the most part, like, within the vacuum of this two-parter, he he is that clever. But in the scope of the whole series, like, nah, just kind yeah. of falls apart.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um. I do like that, uh, like, Rivers, like, river, like I don't, as has been mentioned, this is where River really starts to fall off, go off the rails this season. But I do like how her reaction to the, the past doctor coming out of the restroom being like, this is cold even for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... Yeah, River is good. And then I remember that she should remember more about this than she seems to let on that she does. But mm-hmm. in the moment it's good. Yeah. Also question, is this is this the diner that 12 visits after yes. you lose Yes, it memory. is. That's the it whole is point. the exact same set.
2: Yeah, no, that's why it's so meaningful at the end, because you're like,
0: whoa,
2: it's the thing from the past. It's like the moffat connections.
0: Okay, Tumblr ah. Stan, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Listen, listen. I'm not going to judge your your uh sexual preference in British twink actors. You There's, don't need to, go, don't go, need off. to go off. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I can just like chill. <laughs> uh. Um, so they land in the Oval Office, I have to say, I find it really funny how, like, Nixon in this episode is portrayed as, like, a cartoon clown man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just, like, in the second episode where they just pull him off out repeatedly to basically unlock a door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i
2: definitely think they treated Nixon with all the respect he deserved
1: yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's i looked into the bts stuff of this arc and apparently Moffitt, like he knew he wanted the 69 like moon landing setting but he had to look up who the president was and he was just like oh man it's one of the rubbish ones <laughs> he he debated replacing it like he did with implying that implying
0: um, there are good u.s presidents
1: well like, you know rubbish ones to write for but um yeah, yeah he uh he debated using like a fake president like i think like president winters in... president
0: and totally not george bush guys we swear <laughs>
1: yeah but then he was like you know what we we can work with this and honestly they do they do a pretty good job i i know the actor they got to play him has like did nixon portrayals before this episode mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah and I always like when Doctor Who does that. They're just like, okay, we'll get someone who knows what they're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, No, I, I feel like um, it, it's like uh, <laughs> um, like I, I, I guess I can kind of see what he was initially thinking of. Okay, I might come up with one. But honestly, I don't think you can come up with a character of R- Richard Nixon that is more characterish than the man himself yeah pretty much Um, like you you can't really top that
2: i i i want to say this is somehow actually one of the best like historical character (laughs) writing in (laughs) new who because like usually it's like Okay, I, I, I'm just going to put out this hot take. I think they need to write shitty people as historical ones more often because yeah. it's way more fun to just be like, oh, God, it's Nixon than then like, oh, my God, it's the epic British boy from white boy town who wrote the thing <laughs> and then just like spend an episode having just a British orgasm over British white boy from the writing thing.
0: Look um, at that, Amy! It's Scrimlo McBimlo, the lovable scrunker. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I think they handle him so well because, yeah, he is just like this bumbling dude who's like, oh, blah, 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 for the whole episode, and he basically just gets circles talked around him, and then they like drag him around to go unlock doors for them. Like, I think the. Like one of the funniest parts is just when they ran to get him out of the Apollo 11 jam, and he's just like, Fellows, like, this is one of my personal men, and I would appreciate it if you would like the other way this time. Yeah. Just, yeah. They just make him into an absolute caricature, and it works because it, it like, it, it portrays a historical person without making them into, like, a caricature of deference while also, like, poking fun of just how he is. It's well, very yeah. well done.
1: My favorite I, I... part is the fucking when he's asking uh Canton like who do you want to marry anyways or something and he's like assuming it it's like maybe like a mixed race girl or something like that and he just says like he um like he he mentions the 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 traditional masculine pronoun and then he's just like well, maybe times won't move that fast or something like that. It's like... They could no, it was uh, that maybe
2: the moon's far enough for now.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. It was a dumb line. But I was just like, you know what? I appreciate the fact that he didn't pull out, like, a rainbow pride card and said, Nixon, ooh-woo for gay rights. Like... Look, <laughs> 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 I, just, I just appreciate... Not going all camel to the okay? Miku Binder
0: Richard Nixon. Miku Binder Richard
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have the exact same thought. Oh my god. I hate that we all thought the exact same thing. <clears throat> no, but I definitely like how it subverts the expectations there because the ex you know, he's like uh, is it maybe a, like a, a black girl? And then he's like, "Well, you know, I think I'm a little more liberal than than they would have you believe." And then he, but then you know, and it sort of like it plays on that expectation of like, "Oh, they're gonna like totally do historical revisionism and make the people like less awful than they they usually do." But then it actually like goes straight around that. And it's like, "No, nah, he was like, can't, no, like, dude, it was the fucking '60s. What do you expect?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> I uh, on the subject. On the subject of uh, having historical figures who are uh, portrayed as shitty people more often, I've said this before, but I'm saying this on the air because I want it to be heard. If there is not a part in the Ninth Doctor Adventures box set coming out from Big Finish in May 2021 where Nine meets Margaret Thatcher and spends 30 minutes swearing loudly at her, I want my money back, <laughs> Nick Briggs.
1: <laughs> Based.
0: Uh, back to the episode I, 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 I still have the sinking feeling that if Margaret Thatcher does show up she's not going to be treated poorly
2: oh my god I just had the worst idea a fucking 13 episode where she meets Margaret Thatcher and the girl, power, girl, girl power, power. <laughs> <sighs> says something about how we need strong
0: women in the modern day <laughs>
2: I don't know what that accent I don't was. Even, it not listen, listen,
0: listen. Chibnall <laughs> may be a lib, but I don't think he's that bad. Unless the, unless the, like. I mean, we. we unless. <laughs> unless they literally, like, force him to do it. I don't think he's going to do that.
2: Okay. Then I have a more realistic, horrible idea. What if they got Hillary Clinton in a 13 episode?
0: that that maybe that 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 could potentially happen just,
2: <laughs> i can just hear your vo- your like enthusiasm and will
0: to live dropping with each... his smile and optimism, and optimism gone
1: <laughs> they already f- they already fucking kind of did that though with like the the second part of Spyfall, how she gets these like powerful like cool women from the past and one of them is like a world war Two spy uh, and one of them is like a, like an inventor, I just, but you know, more, more opportunities to virtue signal and not mean anything that you say, you know? Yeah. Stranger things have happened.
0: Um, yeah. Anyways. So, uh, oh my God, I forgot that fucking Canton is introduced With, like, Nixon being like, you were my second choice for this, Mr. Delaware. And Canton's like, uh, that's okay. You were my second choice for president. (laughs) Good line.
2: (laughs) Fucking murdered. (coughs) Who even ran against Nixon in... I um, don't know. know. 68? Oh, that would have been Hubert... No, would that have been Humphrey? No. Hold um... on.
0: No, it's a Bob something, right? I, I think it
2: was the one who was like really progressive or something and then just like lost by a lot.
0: Oh yeah, Hubert yeah. Humphrey. I was
2: right the one okay. I was I was right the the first time. Okay. Yeah. He was like one of the real progressives. He was like pretty progressive for the time and then he lost to Nixon by a lot. <laughs> yeah. Unless he voted for George Wallace, but I don't think it was. I don't think he
0: did that. I I, yeah. I don't think he did that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because the joke is that he's he's <clears throat> that his partner is black and gay, right? I mean, not the yeah. joke, but
0: um. So, yeah, I love how he fucking like he just like parks in the Oval Office and is like, "Oh, oh shit, <laughs> oops." Yeah, that was
2: such <clears throat> that was such a good bit because he's like, guys, we. He he does that whole lead in like, guys, we gotta be careful, you know, I'm gonna be sneaky for once. We're gonna we're gonna really like take this seriously, go slow, sneak our way in, make sure we're not gonna mess anything up. You know, we're in the most powerful city in the most powerful country in the world. We gotta play this safe. Bam, he's in the oval office. It was it was a very good payoff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um So yeah, uh and like really you get the you get the sense that Canton's whole thing is he just doesn't care about like the rest of the BS. So like everyone else is doing like the secret service things and he's like, "Yeah, whatever, you're cool." Um Okay, so we go Amy goes to the restroom and this is when we uh This is when we first really interact with the Silence. Here's the thing. The Silence... I understand why the Silence don't actually do that much in the episode, because the entire point is supposed to be that they have infiltrated the society to the point that they don't need to do anything much.
1: Yeah, pulling the strings. But
0: the problem is is that I don't know if this is 45, or I guess an hour and a half syndrome in this case, or just because they their writing priorities were in a different place, but it feels like both the times that I've watched this, that they've just said, oh yeah, they're everywhere, without ever like really showing it. Like they just say, yeah, they're totally running everything from behind the scenes and are totally everywhere.
1: yeah it's you really needed more of them and i just i know this this isn't this episode's fault technically but i just thought when when the silence like pulls out the electric powers and kills that one random lady i'm just like i'm just (coughs) so in the time of the doctor they explained that the silence original purpose is to be like confessional priests that you forget that you confess to them because that's useful somehow and they also engineer those to have electricity powers of doom and death like yeah. it was just like like what i i don't know it just it felt like a very rare like what the fuck misstep for this episode that is just like the fact yeah. the fact that they can because play they with had your to kill mind. someone
0: on screen to establish their threat but it's fucking lame it's boring like it's like it's <laughs> so played out
1: yeah the yeah. fact that they yeah should play with your mind should be the uh, main threat. And they just, they just add that because let me just go,
0: (laughs) let me just go with, I mean, I guess I understand why they didn't do this because it would probably be too dark for the setting, but use the post hypnotic suggestion. They don't kill anyone. They just order people to do it. And then from their post hypnotic suggestion, they do it.
1: Yeah, that yeah, right that there is
0: scarier and more interesting than the fucking zappy lightning powers.
2: Yeah, that that was definitely one of the weaker moments of the episode because it was just not very well animated. Like literally, they have her like yeah. T pose in the air, just
0: going like. Wah! Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Also, like, why the hell? Like, why did they even? Like, it it's the thing of like, why did they even bother to kill her? in the first place. Like, I understand from a narrative perspective it is because they needed to establish them as a threat, but from, like, a physical in-universe perspective, like, why? There's no point for it. It kind of goes against their MO, because they don't usually do that, unless they're, like, a direct threat, which she pretty clearly fucking wasn't.
1: Yeah, it's sad because here is, like, where some of the if you actually start to think about it, the uh, the mystery kind of breaks down because you're like, okay, so the silence commands her to tell the doctor, I assume, the fact that she's pregnant, and that's why it mm-hmm. gets harder and harder for her to like hold that fact back. And then, for some reason, they have a kid dressed up as the astronaut, almost as if waiting for the doctor to come here, as if they're trying to kill him now even though they know they're going to kill him later and there's a silence in the future on the beach even though supposedly they should all be dead on earth because whenever anybody sees them they'll remember from that clip that they're supposed to kill all of them on sight <laughs> so it was it's it was here bizarrely that i was the just the Moffat like, okay, bullshit what?
0: really kicks off
1: yeah i was just like he it's the writing where it's just like in the moment you're just like Holy fuck, this is so cool and atmospheric and like, you know, the 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 brain connections are firing off. You're like, oh this connects to that, but then when you sit back and realize it, you're just like, wait.
0: Even then in the moment, like it's entertaining, but I don't even really get the like, oh thing. I'm always kinda of thinking this is kind of stupid and contrived. And it's entertaining in the moment, sure, and but otherwise it's just kinda of like, uh eh. Uh, so yeah. Uh, they go to a warehouse in Florida. I will say one thing that I was actually like, oh yeah, that was really cool that this episode did is the scene where, um, uh, where, uh, like River and Rory have, like, a talk because it's really, like, the only time that that actually happens. Yeah. And it's like what, like this is like the actually good river.
1: Mhm. Yeah, as opposed
0: I, to the annoying one.
1: I get a feeling and again, this would be, this would have been so much better with payoff and if they didn't constantly make her being a psychopath a joke, but yeah. the, like the like being aggressively horny with a smirk and like just having this personality that would catch the Doctor off guard because for some reason that works. Like, if if there was more of a clear delineation between that and, like, the river we see with that moment with Rory, I would buy that there is, like, a lot more, like, trauma and complexity to this character rather yeah. than just inconsistent writing, which is what <laughs> it comes off as.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Um... yeah uh so yeah our cliffhanger is amy revealing to the doctor that she's pregnant and then shooting at the astronaut suit which is revealed to have a girl in it it's like oh god ah." um i do like how day of the moon starts Where it's kind of like a a fake-out where you think Canton is hunting them all down, but in actuality he's just taking them into this perfect prison where they can actually effectively hide from the silence. I do think, yeah, like I think that that's a very effective opening.
2: Yeah, that was an opening. We That's like Mm -hmm. probably the opening we most clearly remember. Yeah. Because it's just yeah. very well executed. I would argue it's like one of, if not the best opening of any episode.
1: <clears throat> I will say yeah. the, um the I can, I can see like the the episodes being a week apart would kind of help this because watching it back to back, it's like you just see that. And then yeah. watching this right next to it, there's a time jump. And it took me like not a long time, but a second to be like, oh yeah, this is how it starts. Whereas yeah. if it was like, Watching it as it was coming out If there was a week I'd be like Oh okay there's a time jump Like it isn't bad It's just like something that I was just like Oh yeah this is how this starts
0: Yeah Um and they're all Shot and put in a body bag by Canton Except for River Who fucking stupidly jumps off a building
1: Just River song things
0: And like even if she's like yeah i knew you'd catch me or whatever or like the whole like thing where um the the thing where she fucking uh like it, yeah it's just like even if like she opens the he opens the doors to the swimming pool and she miraculously manages to not clip anything on the way down. It's like you've fallen enough distance that that's going to kill you. God damn it, River. Um, I oh yeah, this is the first time we see fucking Eleven with a beard, which just I'm sorry, it always looks weird.
1: It's apparently a glue-on, like, fake. I mean, people probably You know, that that doesn't
0: surprise me because, like, he doesn't seem like the type that could, like, really grow a beard like that. At least not at the age that he's at. Um... This episode uh oh they they do they introduce the thing of the the nano recorder where it's like you you activate it and you talk about what you saw so we get an actual record of the silence um uh Canton and Amy go to this uh creepy orphanage which I will say this part's pretty definitely really good like, the, the orphanage stuff is solid. um, And, like, good Moffat horror stuff. Um, meanwhile, uh, Eleven gets in trouble because he's fiddling with Apollo 11, and this starts the trend of bringing the fucking President of the United States out to unlock a door. Like, they literally just fucking parade him around. It's so funny.
2: Yeah, they do it um, first to get out of the Apollo 11 thing and then to, like, explain why they were in the thing for, like, several days. Yeah. And I like how nobody questions, like, how the president got into there.
0: Yeah. They're just like,
2: yeah, okay. Yeah, that's (laughs) Nixon for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, also the gag of Rory who, and, like, not going to lie, Rory in the fucking suit with the, the brow line glasses that are, like, very much like the glasses that I actually wear. That's a good fit, man. But, yeah, no, my my favorite gag is, like, one that, like, I don't know if a lot of people would necessarily get. But when he says, like, America salutes you and salutes, he does the fucking British salute and not the American salute. (laughs)
1: Uh, Arthur Darbel is a treasure.
0: Yeah. Uh we get the first appearance of Madame Kovarian, only credited at this point as Patch lady. <sighs> hey, it's good here. This is about the only place that it's good. Yeah. But it's good here. <sighs> yeah. Um uh, Amy gets uh captured. Canton totally fucking like ices one of them uh, I do like that they like this is like really one of the poster childs for like I mentioned that like they do the thing where they're like it seems like every time it seems like that love triangle like starts back up again they pretty much like within the same episode immediately shut it back down and it's like no it's it's Rory it is always Rory because um, they, they definitely do that here. Um...
1: Don't they? It's been a while, but like... When, when they do the river is like part Time Lord, which is stupid for like 15 reasons. But when they do that reveal, like Eleven kind of looks worried... As if for a second he's worried that the kid is his. And then she's like, no, you idiot. They had sex on your time machine. (laughs) Like.
0: Which is fucking stupid.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Especially, and this. (laughs) Credit to the Timeless Child for actually making something stupid that I didn't like. But it's just like, okay. So to get regeneration powers all you need to do is time travel and yet they needed to extract it from the doctor's dna the first time they did it like it was i was just like okay yeah now this plot makes even less sense and this one time i don't care because it was already stupid
0: yeah um yeah okay uh so so yeah uh canton takes a phone of the captured uh yeah takes a video of the uh captured injured silence uh on amy's phone which is where uh he says the fucking uh you should kill us all on site thing um i honestly (laughs) like and then they they broadcast it uh on the apollo 11 landing oh wait i right first they go into the silence space and 11 comments that he's seen it before because it's just straight up the fucking set from the lodger. It's the like it's the same set and he even like acknowledges that it is the same set. Um Oh yeah, this is this is a, where uh River and 11 have the weird like like, most, like, horniest that they can get away with interaction, and it's like, okay, fucking chill, dude. Um,
1: It's really fucking, like, I'm sorry. I can get the doctor kind of, well, I actually can't, but I can get him, like, being into, like, a bad girl, but the fact that it's, like, 9 and 10 were, like, sweet to Rose, and here 11 is just, like, Oh, yeah, you know, I shouldn't like that she, like, murders people with her space gun, but I kind of do. I'm just I don't like, Where like how horny this it is. From? Like,
0: it's, it doesn't feel, like, in character because, like, like, I feel like he's, I feel like he, he feels very ace at points.
1: yeah again, and it makes
0: like these moments like kind of weird
1: if there had just been more time either in series five or in like a separate thing where it's just like we just got to know the doctor and river's dynamic and actually felt like we understood what 10 or 11's feelings towards river were because because the only doctor i can buy ever having feelings for river is 12 and they yes. only even met once and that's sad that i can believe yeah. that more than 11 well, or 10 well again
0: as as mentioned peter capaldi can carry pretty much everything on his <laughs> glorious scottish shoulders yes um but yeah so yeah uh and 11 basically unveils his like aha i defeated you all plan by uh, implanting this memory in the consciousness of the public and i do like i like the idea of like yes when you think about it like that is 100 percent a clip that pretty much everybody will see or at least most of the population that they will not be able to effectively control the human race anymore but on the other hand wow that's kind of violent (laughs) for (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Like like yeah, you could make the the idea of like, yeah, I knew they'd surrender and run, so it's fine, but that could
1: potentially be genocidal.
0: Yeah. Like there's enough margin for error there.
1: And it's not like this happens once, like, should the silence for whatever reason think, oh, we can retake the humans this time. Like 51st century, they're still gonna get like massacred. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's like, well, I guess this fits the doctor's sense of karmic justice because he didn't make the silence say that. You could just be like, oh, it's a taste of their own medicine. Tee hee hee. But it's like, it's converting like the entire human species into an army for this like one specific niche case. I was just like, yeah, it's clever. But, uh, damn, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, i i
2: will say i think this season is the start of like uh, just to comment on, on something related this season is definitely the start of the like really leaning into the guns bad stuff almost because yeah. like not i don't think it's fully there yet but it definitely like the, the jokes about Americans and guns run a lot through this two-parter. Like, first you have the scene where they show up in the Oval Office, and you just have all the Secret Service agents like pointing them back and forth repeatedly.
0: <laughs> and I then mean, I, I think,
2: yeah, Amy I even think makes a joke guns about was oh, Already,
0: I think guns bad was already pretty heavy in tenant era
2: okay that, that that's fair but just like it was very noticeable in this two-parter and, or at the very least the jokes about Americans having guns came up a lot because then at, at the end like literally the the a big part of the thing in, in in the ending sequence is just like yeah every American just has a fucking gun to pull out and shoot a silence with
0: <laughs> yeah also I I feel like there is another thing that I I would say is that. While guns bad was a thing in Tenant Era, I feel like there is a qualifier about guns bad then, where you kind of get the sense that A, he's not perfect when he says guns bad, and while he says guns bad, like he can do so much worse, and also, like, if he's pushed hard enough, he could use one, as is seen. He ends up not using it to actually injure a living being in End of Time, but he does end up picking one up, which is treated as like a, oh, this is serious kind of thing. Whereas, like, for example, with 13, it just kind of feels like guns bad because we said guns bad before.
1: Yeah, I think the... Again, it, it it's all about how inconsistent the writer base for who is and how they get different people interpreting the same messages because you can look at, like, 8. Not 8. What am I saying? You can look at 12 in Series 8 and be, like, the anti-soldier thing and it's just like, oh, you should never, like, pick up arms or whatever the fuck. And then... But then, like, that gets dropped. I really think it's just, like, a... Lately, it's been really bad <laughs> because yeah, Lib Chibnall and thirteen, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah and mainly because it's it's so straightforward. It's just guns bad as opposed to like for example, like I can think of an example where like guns bad is used to like really interesting effect in a a seven episode where. He's very much guns bad, but you get that in the sense of, like, A, because he can just, like, guns are so far beneath him. And also because instead of just saying, don't use guns, he basically goads this person into, like, oh, can you fucking do it? Can you fucking do it, you fucking bitch? <laughs> I don't think you can fucking do it. Um, Yeah. Oh yeah, I also I forgot to mention it was really funny how there was the joke, the the fucking joke earlier earlier on where Eleven was like, "All right, I need you to start recording everything that happens in this office."
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. I will,
0: although I will say that kind of is a downside because bold of this episode to assume that Nixon it wasn't. Paranoid enough to do that already Because he absolutely was That's kind of the point
1: It's one of the few occasions where it's like There's kind of that trope in Historical Doctor Who episodes That they'll like say something or do Something that inspires the person and it's Usually like inspires them To do something amazing whereas In this episode 11 is Helping Nixon fuck himself over later Yeah
0: um uh so yeah uh there's the sequel hooks uh, or the 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 arc hooks of them still not figuring it like being like well we can't tell him about the fact that he's going to die and then also the fact that the scanner on the TARDIS is vacillating between whether or not Amy is pregnant um, and we also see a stinger of six months later, a girl uh, coming out of the shadows in New York City and regenerating. Um. Yeah, boy, that went bad place.
1: <laughs> can Can someone help me out? So, so, so this girl. How does she? How does she die? Because Amy misses her. Is it just that she's been like left there by the silence and then she's, like, homeless and then starves and then dies and, but, like, You think like, this episode
0: had thought put into
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> well, some of it did. I'm sorry. It's, yeah, yeah it's just weird. Correction, cause...
0: you think this arc had thought put into it as opposed to what just looked cool?
1: Yeah, I just, looking back over it, it's just like, okay, so they raised this person to, like, hate the doctor and be a psychopath. And yet it, like, kind of seems to not work and she rebels against it. But she's not. But then she escapes. But then she, like, gets back with them. And then Let's Kill Hitler happens. And then she's fine. That's... Just a recap for the for the folks in the back. And I'm just sitting here being like, what the fuck is this character?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, uh anything else before we move on to ratings? All right. Yeah, it's fine. It's entertaining in the moment. I really think that a lot of the like con- like it, it it really it's fine, but in some ways it really starts to signify the trend of, like, flash over actual substance that is going to characterize the show for at least the next year or two. And it's it's very much, like, a sign of where things are starting to go wrong, even if I think overall the finished product is still pretty decent. So I'm gonna say I would give it, like, oh i'm gonna go for a solid b i think what holds it back from a eight like i think the inconsistencies and and like problems that it has hold it back from being an absolute a for me
1: yeah uh this was a this was a neat arc it's certainly unique in being the first new who's uh series opener to like be a two-parter starter um, and every doctor since has had their second series start off with a two-parter, so that's some interesting trivia. Um, <laughs> and
0: one of those was really good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so true. Um, All right, but, you
0: guys get to take a pick as to which one I'm talking about. Send your, send your, send your uh, answers in on Twitter.
1: We, we know which one you're talking about. Um, any, anyways. Uh, I read some behind the scenes production info on this two parter that Stephen Moffat said something along the lines of that series five was like wanting to assure the fans of the show that despite the like drastic change in production that this was still the show they knew and loved and that this series he wanted to try something different and like really make it his own and for better or for worse (laughs) I think he succeeded in making it his own Um, I'll just, I think it's a shame that he seemed to think that what he was doing in series five wasn't good enough because if he had like, if he had stayed the course with the mostly like character focused, but occasional, like really creative stories in like an overall arc format, I think this could have beat series five if he like maintained that course of action rather than. Whatever the fuck he did, and I know, I know there's an asterisk with him also doing Sherlock. I know that, but at the end, uh, the the quality of both shows suffer. I haven't seen Sherlock personally, but I I have friends who have, and they assure me that that's also true there. Um, yeah. Within this story, there's a lot of promise. There's a lot of great acting. There's a lot of you can tell the scale. Um, of things has changed. Uh, for better or for worse. I certainly think that this time they balanced the style versus substance thing okay. But the fact that it's already on shaky ground, it's like, we know where this is going. Um, yet yeah, some of the dialogue is actually fun and clever and good. Um, the stuff between River and the Doctor and River in general isn't all bad yet. <laughs> though it's certainly yeah. starting to lean in that direction. Um the character of canton delaware the third um is an actual is such a treat to this episode as is the character accent act character actor of nixon um it's a solid period story it's just a shame that the arc it's tied to kind of lets itself down on the back end of things um yeah i'd give this a solid b um it has ambition um it has promise unfortunately it doesn't live up to all of it
0: yeah so
2: we really like this two-parter um this is definitely one of our our favorite matt smith episodes and for sure or like stories and it's one we remembered from when we were a kid and just yeah i don't know there definitely are some some flaws in this story just in in the Moffatisms and and leaning a bit too much into stuff at some points, but I don't think they really matter to us that much, just because we enjoy the overall story of it enough that it sort of doesn't glare through as much, and we just sort of have a lot of fun with the whole thing and think it's, you know, it's very well put together, and we like the silence a lot, and we really like the characters and how they're used in this, and, you know, I definitely think you're right, it is less character-driven and more plot-driven here, um, and that can be a problem for us sometimes, and especially if it's overused. But it, you know, just taking this episode in isolation, I we really like it. Um, there definitely are some flaws, but I don't think they really detract from the episode too much for us. So we would probably give it a nine
0: out of ten. All right. Um. So yeah, next time we will be uh, discussing uh, the Curse of the Black Spot. <laughs> which yeah um until then um you can follow the podcast on twitter at b2tardis you can support us on patreon for a number of benefits like early access to episodes the ability to listen in live to episodes being recorded and potentially even the ability to guest star on an episode of your choosing i'm jeff you can follow me on twitter at wheatley dl
1: it's Samid, the silence, and you can follow me <laughs> on Twitter at skyhigh9underscore5 for more quality content like you just heard.
2: Uh, and you can follow us at on twitter.com.
0: And we will see you all next weekend.